there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you Hey there, and welcome to the wonderful world of Disney Plus, where three brothers and a dad who are on a quest to explore everything that Disney Plus has to offer. I'm Ben. I'm Ike. I'm Abe. And I'm the dad. And our brother Sam, who's normally here, is literally in the process. Well, he isn't, but his wife is of having the <laughs> having a baby. So uh, we're we're holding down the fort this week. Uh, today we're going to actually be talking about Tomorrowland, which was uh, finally added to Disney Plus uh, less than a week ago. Yeah. Um, which was well overdue. Uh, this is a movie I know that Ike loved and uh, all of us really looked forward to back when it came out in 2015. Uh, and it's also a Brad Bird movie, which is cool. But um, before we do that, uh, Dad, I know you were talking about it. The last episode of Monsters at Work came out. Uh, what would you Did you like it overall? And what would you say the overall series you would give it? You know, um, I was maybe anticipating something wonderful, and I think what they delivered is something heartwarming and, and good. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, we really don't watch uh, or haven't watched for a long time um, you know, network television. So it has been nice to have something every week that's new. I mean, even today with What If came out. Um, and so I really liked watching those, but I thought it was, I thought the last, um, the last episode was really good. Um, it, it tied it all up, and it really it placed it. It showed us exactly where it fit in the in the universe, it, because the whole uh, episode of Monsters at Work takes place between Mr. Waternoose being taken away, and uh, you know at the end of Monsters Inc. where they throw him. You're uh, you've ruined this company, James, or you know, and and Sullivan. they have him, yeah. yep, have him taken away. And then, uh, you know, in Monsters, Inc., uh, right after that, they're, what are we going to do? And the next thing you know is you see this little scene right before, you know, they give Boo the little chip back um, of these party balloons and banners um, that say laugh and things on the wall. And you see Mike give the big and he comes out and he goes, oh, I made my quota on the first time. And he goes, yeah, it doesn't help that... uh, 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 laugh is ten times, ten times more, more powerful. powerful yeah. Ten times more powerful than the scream, and we see that big scream can. Well, in the very last episode of Monsters at Work, uh, one of the guys, the guy who's in, who, what's his name, uh, Tyler. Tyler says, "Well, we should make the cans ten times bigger since they're ten <laughs> times bigger than Scream." And so they mm. they do that. He comes out of this, Mike comes out of the the door as they're trying to get one million units or whatever, and he says that line. And so, and we see the same banner, and Sam said someone did a side-by-side, and they're almost exact. So cool. it's that, it's it kind of comes down to the end that those however many episodes were all placed between Mr. Waternoose getting fired and right. that, hmm. and you even see as uh your last image of um of sully is he says something and then 
they pan away from him, but as they're panning away, you see him lifting up the the mm-hmm. the piece of paper where that chip was. So, huh. and I, I thought that was kind of good, and yeah. it kind of gave closure. So, and kind of saying, well, we really don't need another season because we we solved or we 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 finished up the story. So I thought right. it was really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I mean, so far, I, I think it grew on me over time. I haven't finished the last couple episodes, maybe, uh, but I, I think I will. Also, has anyone watched uh, Doug Days? Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Uh, me and my wife have been watching through them. And have you seen them yet, Ben? No, did they release the whole thing at once? Yeah, it's just five or six episodes. I think uh, it's just like five eight, or something. I'm pretty sure. Looks like five. I was just like five. Yeah, five. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think they're it's kind of like monsters inc in a way where it's just heartwarming i think it's way more heartwarming though because really it's really short though they're very short but they're really really well done i mean sam i mean he didn't seem to really like him that much i mean he just watched the first one i think um but he just didn't think they were very funny and they're not hilarious or anything but there's a couple scenes that are really funny throughout the few episodes but the heartwarmingness between carl and doug i mean it's i mean dad have you seen all of them yet you gotta like dogs I mean, yeah, I don't love dogs as much as my wife, but and I really enjoy it because we love Up so much the movie. And I think if right. you like the movie Up, you'll you should definitely watch the show because it, it. I don't know. It just feels like I have a really strong connection with the movie and watching these episodes. It it's super bittersweet. It's weird, like watching Carl interact with his voice, you know, and with him just passing away, it's even almost yeah. more sad. But like his voice is still incredible. I mean, it sounds just like from the movie because I mean, obviously it is him, but it just feels like not much time has passed and they're just living on their life. And he's still Carl's still enjoying the simple life, you know, which I really enjoy watching. I mean, yeah. So what do you think the point of Doug is? I mean, because you're kind of like or like even Papa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is it or, or the whole thing? Is it it kind of feels like you're giving your animators some something to do at the same time you're providing kind of content for us to watch it's fun to watch new Mm -hmm. for the fans i mean i think for people that again like the movie up i mean i think it's perfect like it's not too long it's not too short i mean it's just something fun to watch and i feel like it's probably marketing to slash thumbnails i don't know like how much Mm -hmm. it will actually push the needle for them one way or the other i don't think they're getting subscriptions from it but i think it's massive yeah i think it's something they can do simply and why not you know i will say Um, though the animation was gorgeous yeah the animation was the best out of any of the shows hands down and all the voices are the same right yeah i mean that's right before carl Carl was in just one of the episodes and his he was even the same voice which is nice I'm on uh, episode four, I think. Um, I might be farther than that. I think I'm four of Benedict Society and still nice. liking that. I really think uh, Tim Hale, is Tim Hale, is that his name? Or Tony uh, Hale? The main guy who plays Forky. Uh, I really like him. He th- he's great. I mean, you know, he's Mr. Benedict and he's, also uh, the other guy. So, yeah, um, the actor's amazing. Yeah. yeah and then we're really also, good. me and Rissa have watching through Corella again. We're on the third night of trying yeah. to get through it. And man, I, I just think we're going to Corella so much. That. I think we're so going to finish that as soon as we get done recording this. We're going to finish that one. Yeah, I think it's one of my top ones, and it, lo- it just looks wow. good. The Baroness is so amazing. Not one of my top movies ever, but one of my favorite I remakes. Know. It's not up there yeah. for me, but it's... I just okay. love the style of it, so it's. I think it's really good. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, and then obviously... Uh, watch oh, the latest What If. Nope. Uh, I thought it's, last week's I, was amazing, though. I really Doctor liked Strange it. one was last incredible. Was great. This one, I haven't watched it all. I just started it before we hmm. yeah. started yeah. this, but it's definitely weird i mean it's got some i mean i mean it's definitely a cool ponder like you know what if this happened but some of the questions they ask like it's almost because some of them are realistic you know like you could see it maybe one little tweak you know 
Right, but yeah. this is just like I mean, zombies, that would never, yeah. ever, ever, ever happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like right. it's so far out there. But I feel like some of the other what ifs we could maybe possibly see in the multiverse at some yeah. point. I mean, I don't think why we will would now. They... I think it's exploring what? stuff that they won't come back to right. personally. Yeah, but it it is interesting. Like in the Doctor Strange one, I mean, they explored powers with Stephen, you know, Strange or whatever. Quite a few powers that we haven't seen on the film. So like. I think, I mean, it's cool to see these characters in these, you know, branch universes or timelines or whatever um, using, because they're the same character still. And a lot of there's like, usually the stuff they're watching, the making the episode on doesn't change them as a person, you know, as a superhero or whatever, you know, with their abilities. So it's cool to see them use all these new techniques and stuff in the show, which I think is pretty cool to see them at a new angle, you know, because you don't always have enough time well i think it will change because i mean there is two i'm looking at the thumbnail right now there's two that have not been done yet and there's thanos gamora who looks like dresses thanos and has the big sword and then there's dr strange spider-man uh Mm -hmm. and he's got like the cape and he's like floating you know so those both Mm -hmm. could be you know a departure from yeah do we know how many episodes there's gonna be uh, probably six or nine. They're on sure. their fifth one right now. So and I also thought eight. it was interesting. Right after Shang Chi just released, you know, with the Soul Suckers at the end of the movie. No, a spoiler. Shang-Chi? Sorry, Shang Chi. Uh, I mean, it's Shang Chi. I've, I've heard it Shang-Chi? both ways. Huh? It's Shang Chi in the movie. That's how the, then, that's how the actors. But later say on, it. they say Shang. So, but the actors and everyone else says Shang Chi. Oh. So, but anyways, but they have the Soul Suckers at the end, which is exactly what Doctor Strange uses in the What If episode huh. when he sucks all the power out of all the uh, other whatever's the. I know, but uh, I think that's the. But kind it's interesting of, it, that they put it in the mo- main movie, and then like they clearly, I feel like, coordinate that stuff. Like yeah. they're very connected, not as connected as you know they could be, but they're still. Uh, I'm thinking sure it all. it's very coordinated, but yeah. um, I think that I and I like kind of like that. I think um, mm-hmm. in the most re- not the most recent, but last week's with Doctor Strange, when he kind of he interacts a little more with the Watcha. Watcher. Yeah. You know, and and they and they've kind of done that I thought a little more a little more progression each time mm-hmm. the watcher gives just a little bit more um I thought it was interesting that that Doctor Strange kind of interacted with a hydra again you know that that we saw earlier in one of the what ifs um and it's just it just seems like there's a little bit of that connection mm-hmm. and I kind of like that part cuz it mm-hmm. feels like they're 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 trying to teach us something so yeah. they can use it later. Right. No, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I just like that it's taking it to its conclusion, you know, like it's going the whole way, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool in the last one. Um, I was yeah. going to say, well, I don't, I, yeah, I think we'll maybe talk more about what if later on. Yeah. But Did you guys see, oh, sorry, Ben. Don't go for it. I was just going to say they announced they're going to release a Muppet yeah. Fun and Mansion movie. That could be awesome. I think I'm that would be excited for that. If it's anything like <laughs> Christmas Carol oh, quality. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a classic. It could be a, definitely a classic. That'd be yeah, awesome. I hope When's so. that released? You know, eh? Halloween, October I think. Oh, wow. Around yeah, then. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. They've also oh. kind of announced that they're going to you know, do a n- new Haunted Mansion movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said uh, Owen Wilson's going to be in it. So <laughs> nice. um, I, I think that'll be fun. I hope, I hope they keep that family-ish part right. of the yeah. you know because i think jungle cruise captured it really well um you know maybe it's not for your eight-year-olds six year olds, yeah, yeah not like a horror olds. movie i don't think they will but it still kind of has that first pirates mm-hmm. feel where 
it felt like it was it was fun and not just this heavy yeah. dark thing and yeah, be interesting. Uh, so i hope they do that i don't think they would i mean otherwise you I mean, totally miss the point of <laughs> haunted mansion but like but with the muppets though maybe that's their counterbalance they're gonna have the lighthearted, yeah. fun one and then i mean i i mean i think it would definitely at least be pg-13 like all the recent live action stuff i mean jungle cruise pg-13 well maybe i would be yeah, well, everything that. on disney plus is i assume they want to they're gonna kind of play towards that i mean i, I don't think, think it'll it be, be scary scary but i think it will be hmm. scarier well, than the muppets <laughs> i feel like yeah i mean maybe but I, i'm excited either way i mean i love haunted mansions one of my favorite rides so that'll be that'll be interesting to see but we should move over to our main topic which is tomorrowland again 2015 brad bird um george clooney is i would say the main you know main guy in this um mm-hmm. Maybe, Dad, you know, you give the overview kind of, and then, uh, you know, I know, Ike, this is one of your favorites. Or, uh, you know, coming out, this is based off of Tomorrowland, obviously, the the, the land at Disney World and Disneyland, uh, which we're all huge fans of. And the idea of it was we thought would be super cool. Honestly, I think it's kind of a bait and switch a little bit. Like, I don't think it's really what, you know, I was expecting or we were expecting going in. At least I didn't think it was, but... Uh, or Ike, if you want to try to give a crack at it without going, you know, crazy, crazy in detail, um, you're welcome to kind of give a as quick. As much overview. as I like a dad will probably do. I don't know. I mean, it's it's Maybe kind not. of a hard one to describe. Yeah. But this girl Casey, she comes across this very special pin that is kind of planted for her to find, and uh, it has a T on it for Tomorrowland, and she's taken. She's she gets this little glimpse of this spectacular place obviously set in the future which is very fantastical feels very disney-ish and um she's on this quest to find out where it is um she she comes across this guy named frank and this other person i can't think what the other girl's name is what's the girl's name i think athena athena Uh, yeah uh yeah who uh uh just happens to be a uh a robot i guess Um, animatronic. Uh, yeah yeah right. and she and they go on this intergalactic kind of uh or time travel trip looking for this place they finally find it it is all disintegrated and run down it's like going to a mall that's been closed and uh, they find the bad guy and the bad guy uh kind of get fills them in on what has happened um and that's herein lies the confusing part um and so we'll probably talk about that a little bit and they all live happily ever after because i I should have said the earth is supposedly supposed to end in 58 days i think which they find out about three quarters of the way through and uh there's no hope for the planet but casey the the uh star the heroine she has some hope hope and that is enough to change to swing it back the other way and I guess we all lived happily ever after. The world doesn't fall apart. So that's in a nutshell of Tomorrowland. Nice. Um, and Ike, I mean, you know, obviously I think, I don't know why, but I feel like I associate this movie with you because you seem like you loved it. Um, what do you like the most about it? Like, why did it speak to you so much? It's inspiring. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Just because I think the way Casey has hope in our future, I think... All of our movies nowadays, I mean, they focus on the bad future, you know, the dystopian, the apocalyptic future. And I, there's very few movies where they picture it as this picturesque 
perfect looking place, you know, and just all white kind of thing. It's just, it's really cool. The, the scenes where they're going around, you know, exploring Tomorrowland. I mean, those are my favorite scenes. I mean, that makes the movie for me. I mean, the, the 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes really that you see of Tomorrowland are by far my favorite parts of the movie. Um, and I think it's definitely, definitely has its weaknesses. And I mean, I don't, it's not my favorite movie in the world, but it is still, I think it's pretty inspiring to a lot of, I mean, it could be to a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's the part that stood out to me is I remember and I love the part at the beginning when they at the 1964 Chicago or World's Fair, New York yes. World's Fair, uh, Frank as a young boy is there and he goes, you know, to the Pepsi Pavilion and and there's, you know, it's a small world and they like go underneath it, I think. And there's like this mm-hmm. other area. And I loved seeing that. And then I also loved, yeah, all the, the Tomorrowland-esque parts, which just feel super you know, futuristic and gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I really liked that aspect of it. The rest, like once it starts getting a little weird when they, you know, mm-hmm. like the shop owner, I remember at that point, I was like, that's when it starts. Uh, yeah, that's good. when I was like, what is going on here? You know? And then, oh, yeah. There's an Eiffel Tower that there's a rocket underneath. There's just like a lot of stuff in it. I mean, it's Uh, so unrealistic and so hilariously not possible, but it's still. That's what Tomorrowland's about, you know? I mean, I'm saying that's not. I'm saying with the Paris Tower, like folding out and then a big rocket ship's been stored (laughs) there. That's awesome, though. And it's all. I thought it was awesome until they got to the the abandoned Tomorrowland. And and then it just kind of lost its way. Um, whether yeah. even if they couldn't, maybe it's because they couldn't um, explain it, but maybe it just there was something lacking in that part up until that point. I mean, I thought, it, you know, you mentioned they have this scene in this toy shop and it's and it's odd and peculiar, but it was funny. Uh, these robot men, these audio audio animatronic people who are following them, <laughs> you know, they have these big plasticky smiles on their face you know even when their heads are blown off and 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 that was funny uh the Tomorrowland when they you know they see it that was kind of those things that that give you the chills and take your breath away because it's so pretty and and it looked like you know even there's a great big beautiful tomorrow um from the actual ride carousel progress um that was in there and they had music from uh small uh small world and uh, it was just so much fun up until that one point, like where they needed to make a point about the movie. And then it just felt like it. In fact, mm. as we were watching it this time, I had seen it again, uh, you know, a couple years ago. I kind of got up and started getting busy because I knew how it kind of ended and I didn't really like the ending. And I think if they didn't have good actors and good characters, mm. I think it would have been a much, much worse movie. And it, I mean, it's about 50, 50, like, I mean, going by rotten tomato, you know, audience score, like it's literally 50, 50. Wow, people that's pretty like low it, actually. Which for is pretty low, tomato. you know, I mean, critics is like, that's actually only one of the movies I've seen where it's like exact with the critics. Um, but yeah, kind of like what Ben was saying with the opening scene with the, you know, the world's trade fair or whatever, that stuff's super fun to watch, really happy, you know, good mm-hmm. mood. Um, so really, I think the, the first scene, and then uh, when Casey's interacting with the pen, showing her that, you know, the Tomorrowland, and then really just the end, the end five, 10 minutes of the movie are really what make the movie great to me. Like, I mean, not, again, it's got its major weaknesses, but that the yeah. end scene, I think, wraps it's it up so well. 110 minutes in between. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You Which, like again, the, but the end characters, scene? What did you like about the, the end? Not, not, the, uh, not the antenna stuff, the end like scene the very, where they're showing end. all the artists and creators and designers and all oh, these people. Yeah. 
And I think that's honestly one of Disney's best scenes in a movie where they show all these people, you know, he's playing the guitar and then the pin drops in his guitar case, oh, or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you've got the, right. the safari guy, you know, and it's in his book or whatever. And that's like, what they're giving. Got the yeah, planters, start and they give all the pins. And I think that's the dreamers. The new think, dreamers yeah. yeah. That stuff's yeah. the inspiring stuff where it's like, you know, the dreamers that think there can be a better tomorrow. I just love And that. that's the goal. But, I mean, that was what Tomorrowland was about, yeah. right? I mean, that was Walt's yeah. kind of idea behind it, I think, which is cool. I do think Frank as a character, I think, George Clooney Amazing. does a really good job. Uh, yeah. I think he's really there. I think him and Casey's interactions are really good together. And I think mm. they, they, you know, are, are fun. Uh, he's kind of yeah. grumpy mm-hmm. and kind of jaded and doesn't really want to help, you yeah. know? Uh, I, yeah. And, and I think that really goes well. And she has a brother with her sometimes too, right? Sort of. I mean, just at the yeah. house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just at the house. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw actually, uh, Agatha's in it. She's the store yeah. owner. I thought it was <laughs> yeah, just funny. Yeah. Uh, was it girl? Little girl? Yeah. Plays Ursula, yep. Catherine Hahn, uh, yeah. and from Wanda. Which is really, yeah. Which is really pretty funny. I mean, there's a lot of funny parts in the movie. I think if it, again, if it wasn't the characters and if there was no funniness, I mean, I don't it would think be I've really low. I never laughed so hard when wow. they're in the house of George Clooney or whatever. And the robots come, you know, to get them or are they called robots? He robots. just said it wrong. Okay. Robots. <laughs> no, right. Robots. And they come in the room, you know, and she has a bat. I mean, this is the only thing she could find, I guess. And she just whacks this robot in the face Main guy, like 50 yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it is so comical. It is hilarious. I love well, it. awesome. and, 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 and the scene where there's this little girl robot who's just as sweet as a, you know, a bug and she's standing out and a car hits her. Oh my you know? God. It's just like, it's, it's so, so shocking. And, and, yeah. and, and so that the, there were a lot of those there's fun, a lot of funny scenes. Yeah. Fun scenes. Um, uh, they just uh, couldn't stick the landing very well other than the final, final the bit. Just, I, yeah. The storyline. Yeah. Just, I was it, watching it a review like and they, they literally said exactly what you did. Or something like that. Yeah. Said it works great, falls apart in the third act. And he said, and it felt very preachy towards the last, like, you know, like they're trying to make a point super strongly and then it, and it starts getting weak there. But if you yeah. haven't, I mean, you said a little bit, but overall, what do you like it? Or? I mean, I'm with the crowd. I mean, I agree with Ike. Like the first, I mean, the first scene is great. I mean, that felt like, you know, old Disney, Disney you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. when they're singing, you know, it's a yeah. great big, I mean, that's amazing. Space I love that. Like, I wish they had continued that. I don't know. Then they made it dark and gloomy, you know, second half or whatever. And, yeah. and then the end, it picks up again. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know the story. I mean, like, it's just they should have made it happier. I don't know. They didn't make mm-hmm. it. It felt like it felt a lot like, uh, I mean, it's basically the same plot the benedict society i mean it's you know they're mm-hmm. using these an- antennas you know to project this image you know that the world's going to end and i don't know i mean it worked for benedict society but yeah. it, i think I like know. i think it would have helped a lot if they when when they actually got to the actual tomorrow end and they're all there you know and it was doom and gloom i think if they would have had for one if they had a brighter because i mean I mean, I bet you half their budget went to just creating Tomorrowland. Like, I mean, right. it is, the amount of detail they yeah. packed in there is amazing. And then they really just wasted it the whole movie. Like, you had that one scene where she's interacting with the pen. And then after that, you see, like, this one little area of Tomorrowland. And then everything else is just abandoned. I mean, they do a little flyover yeah. when it's doom and gloom. But, like, there's really you don't see any of it. Like, if they would have showed us and interacted more with the land and less just in that one antenna room kind of thing going up and down the elevator or whatever... Like, I don't know. And it, there's well, also, I feel like if there would have been more people, like, it just felt right. like is, you know, is the, uh, I can't even remember his name. Which they all pathetic. die. Like, but like the villain, 
people who created it. David uh, the, Nix. The, yeah, Nix. Like, I mean, he's just there by himself. Like, and he's got yeah. a couple robots you see every once in a while, but it just feels weird. Like, it, yeah. like yeah. he's talk going on and on about surviving, how we're not going to die kind of thing. We're going to live here forever, which is like, who's there with you? Like, they just don't. It's this yeah. massive, amazing. It's supposed to be this amazing place, and there's like nothing there. So it just feels weird. It feels like. Yeah. But even protecting like there's nothing here so and i mean it was a big budget i mean it was 190 yeah. million almost wow. box office was only 200, 200. something million so which they, wow which Not i was serious. reading and they said brad bird they <laughs> said terrible. they said brad bird uh he was basically asked to film or direct episode seven the star wars <laughs> and he basically turned it down because he wanted to do tomorrowland instead which i thought was shocking that he was yeah. originally going to direct episode seven which that's crazy which i, I mean i think this that. is only his second live action movie i think the first one he did was ghost protocol or mission possible ghost protocol which i'd say is really good uh and then other than that he done a lot of animated and stuff like that but iron giant uh incredibles obviously and ratatouille i think as well and inside out right no that's Pete doctor yeah, I think he did another more recent one, but I'm not sure which one. But uh, I also saw here on the thing, I totally forgot about this, but apparently uh, Casey's dad is uh, Tim McGraw, who's a big country singer. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah, like I forgot it. about that. So. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, even from the very beginning, they set it up so high. And I was thinking, you know, we ought to do a, a show uh, maybe in the future yeah. of trailers that, that leave you or movies that are, are not as good as the trailers or, right. or however you do that. Because, you know, this one, I think, looked so That's amazing. the whole bait good. and switch, yeah. It was just so good. And even, you know, when they begin the movie, uh, when they show the Disney logo, it's this Tomorrowland logo, yeah. you know, and you see Space Mountain yeah. in the back, and you see it just, I mean, it, you were like, you were primed and You're ready. Like, yes! I don't think about it too much, because that it makes me really sad, because it could have been, honestly, it could have yeah. been phenomenal, and they were yeah. close, and they had the right idea, and like, and I like it just because of what they were going for and what kind of some of the things that pulled through, but like, man, it could have been but what, so better. But really, what you liked was not it wasn't the story that you liked it was yeah. the place it's the place it's the land yeah. it's yeah, yeah i almost yeah, wish they yeah. did more of like a meet the robinsons in tomorrowland type deal it or kind something. of felt exactly like, that, like you know? that when she's when she's going through you know they're flying yeah. on the train they've got the people swimming through the pools i mean uh, that is like to the uh, team uh, uh, meet the robinsons yeah. Yeah. They really meet the robinsons is tomorrowland in a way except better i mean they just i wish they it would have been more did like a better that. job with the the characters yeah. which man that movie's good I need to watch that again but well on that you know in that they have space mountain and it, or and it says today land or something yeah, like that exactly yeah. mm-hmm. that's super cool yeah well, cool, Dad. Dad, I think that. Uh, well, yeah, I, I um, guess overall, ahead, though, I would say definitely watch it, but uh, be aware it's probably not going to be a top top tier. But, it, but it's it, it's, it's worth for sure watching. entertaining. But it's got its it's got its potholes, but yeah. it's still really entertaining and fun And it was really family. one of those. I mean, uh, we we got Disney Plus uh, maybe the first month that it was out. Um, we were pretty much first day. I think mean, first day, um, and I remember seeing Tomorrowland and and seeing that it was going to come out on this day you know how many years later three years later um so it was one of those first that i was really excited to see um but i thought maybe we'd have a little tomorrowland uh quiz but and not just we're not going to do it like the and all that we're just going to kind of uh you maybe take some guesses at it um so these are all like uh trivia maybe or questions from the Tomorrowland at Disney World. Um, so, tell me, like in order, because uh, there, 
you know, Tomorrowland is home of Space Mountain. So I was thinking uh, how tall Space Mountain was. And then I started looking up the other tall things at uh, Walt Disney World. Because we can only do Walt Disney World. We're not doing Disneyland right now. Um, can you put them in order of Cinderella's Castle, Big Thunder, Space Mountain, and Splash Mountain? Um, those are the tallest things in the Magic okay, Kingdom. I would say uh, yeah. Cinderella's Castle, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, then Thunder Mountain. Okay. I would do um, Cinderella's and then Splash Mountain, then Space Mountain, then Thunder Mountain. Okay. Probably all the wrong. I would hey, do Cinderella's, Splash, Thunder, and then Space Space, I mean, might be space Mountain, than, like actually, Space, space Mountain has that little taller. antenna thing. So I think I don't it's taller. Yeah, yeah, Thunder so Mountain has like I don't think so. Thunder Mountain doesn't, goes pretty high. Space that one little. Doesn't there's space force perspective though, but I mean, all right, now what is it? Well, uh, you know, I had always heard the the um, I don't know if it's an urban legend or maybe they just say that, that Cinderella's castle had to be the tallest. And according to everybody's measurements, Cinderella's Castle is 189 feet tall, making it the tallest. And then comes Space Mountain mm. at 183 feet tall. Wow. Huh. Um, and tall. then Big Thunder at 105 ah. feet tall. Mm. So quite a bit different, even though it's really tall. If you look at it, goes down to like some of those mm. low places. Yeah, that's Atlanta. true. That's that true. peak, I, I guess. And then look, yeah. Splash Mountain is only 89 feet tall. So wow. it is wow. the smallest of all. I feel like that tree cool. really stands out, but maybe it's like the ground know. underneath it is, you know, is higher up or something or where it's located stays out. Don't take a tape measure to these, so who knows how accurate <laughs> so that is. They have to report I mean, it though. Yeah. So, okay, in Tomorrowland, uh, can you name the original rides that are still there? Oh, the originals. Tomorrowland. Yep, they were there when it was opened in Astro 1971. Orbiters. Astro, Astro Orbiters. The Midway, whatever. That's uh, a Speedway. No, Speedways. I don't think it's Speedway. Is nah. it? And then there's so. the yeah, People Speedway. Mover. Yeah, Speedway was. Speedway was. Speedway sorry. was. The people Mover. I don't think people. Uh, yeah, it was. And it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, maybe Tomorrowland Carousel of Progress. Oh, I don't. Yeah, miss, also how about the Carousel of Progress. Yeah. Yeah, because it was Wait, Space later, Mountain. So yeah, Space I mean, Mountain. I think Space was Mountain also, was later. I thought it was like yes, it was six right, years later. Sorry. I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What it was like thinking. ten years later. I think. Space There's, Mountain did come around in 1975, ooh. and there is only one wow. original ride still wow. there: the Tomorrowland Indy Speedway. That's amazing. Uh, it's the only thing I was shocked. We're terrible. Uh, <laughs> I should have known even, that. I was even the Carousel Progress came in 1975, even though yeah. it was from 1964, and it was in Disneyland. Yeah. Um, and then they if moved you, it. Over if you to, think about it, I mean, really, Disney World or Magic Kingdom opened with a lot of big gaps. Like a lot of stuff was not yeah. there right at the beginning. It's pretty shocking, oh, actually. Even the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, there or the People Mover, was not there till 1975 yeah, as well. Was. So it was really three years later when everything opened. <laughs> Essentially, yes. I mean, they, they probably pushed it open really they had early. That uh, uh, Mission to the Moon yeah. or whatever that was Mission there. Mars. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was the Moon at the time. It's pretty cool, and I That's thought really? it was really cool, Dad. They had, I mean, which is makes me appreciate Tomorrowland even more because I've always wanted to build a jetpack, and they had a, and that's why I also like that scene in Tomorrowland the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. had for the opening of Tomorrowland or some celebration at Tomorrowland, they had the mm-hmm. guy with the whatever the hydrogen peroxide jetpack came come in and flew around. Like, I mean, there's 
I would growing up, I would watch videos of that guy flying around, and there's there's hardly any videos of this jetpack. And apparently, one of them, which I didn't know, was at Disney World, which I thought was really mm-hmm. cool. And he flew That's around insane. like he flew over like all the buildings, and it was really huh. cool. But That's I thought very that was interesting. Yeah. There's another one that you might not know. Um, one of our favorite Tomorrowland uh, rides would be Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Uh, that we all like that, and Ben usually wins the highest score, um, and I usually get the lowest. But that used to be a former ride that was there uh, when I was a kid. Um, do you remember what it was called? I have no idea. Nope, I don't. I'll probably think of it. Or, I mean, when you say it, I'll probably be like, it was sponsored by Eastern Airlines. Mm. And was called "If You Had Wings," and oh, I know right. even my dad could probably uh, sing the song. It was just "If You Had Wings, Had Wings, mm-hmm. Had Wings," and mm-hmm. it was it was magical. Yeah. It really, I would write it over and over again because it was uh, it was a quick ride, kind of like a haunted mansion type. You know, I don't know what they call that kind of ride where it's just constantly moving, conveyor belt type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in fact, when you go through one of the, when you're shooting, you're going through, uh, Buzz Lightyear's and you get through that big tunnel that just has lighted images and you're kind of shooting at it. You don't know if you were getting points or not. Um, that was part of the original ride. Mm -hmm. I remember going through there. That's a good one. Also had the worst ride of all time at Disney World, which is Stitch's Great Escape. So that was, you know, memorable. That's right. Uh And that's where, uh, Mission to the Moon was. And before that. And in between uh, Stitch's Great Escape was uh, something extraterrestrial. It was uh, uh, an alien extraterrestrial alien where he escaped. Yeah. Alien encounter. Yeah. It's Mission Mars. There was uh, oh Mission Mars. They originally opened as Rocket to the Moon in Disneyland. Rocket Land. to the Moon. Okay. And then as oh, really? Flight of the Moon, Flight to the Moon in Disney World. Okay. Hmm. There you go. You all right? Um. Okay. This is kind of our our last one. Again, it's not a. Um, and and this is more I, Disneyland Tomorrowland, um, and I think Ben and I did this. But there was a movie that was there, also shown oh, yeah. in Epcot, that it was uh, Michael Jackson, and it was a music video, and it was called Captain EO. I don't know if there's a subtitle, but that's what I, I remember. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. just called it Captain that, EO. That is a bizarre movie, and I'm glad I got to watch it because I don't think it's there anymore, right? I think they it is not. Yeah, is so not. they got rid of that like right afterwards, and that felt like such an old relic that's still there. But it was awesome. I mean, it had when I, like when puppets. When I saw it, it was, it was like the twentieth anniversary, I think. Huh. Uh, just so it was just a short time, huh. right? It was cool to see, though. I mean, it was it was bizarre, but it is weird. It was kind of it a cool weird. thing. It, it was, was one, weird then too. <laughs> at the time, I believe it was the most expensive per minute film ever produced. I believe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it, was it was super that. expensive, <laughs> obviously, wow. and that was Michael Jackson at like peak Michael mm-hmm. Jackson. I think. Yeah. Um, so, but well, here's uh, just a couple other uh, little bits of trivia. Uh, the Carousel of Progress, of course, was from the 1964 World's Fair. Was moved, uh, went to Disneyland shortly after that, and then they are uh, bitter about with, it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Disney World's had it since 1975. Um, the original song was. Uh, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow sung by Rex Allen and he was like a he did a lot of the narration for some of those old Disney movies um, and then uh, the uh, they put a new song I had a new sponsor uh, now is the time also both written by the Sherman brothers 
Um, and the current narrator is Gene Shepard, who is the narrator and the writer of A Christmas Story. You know, the, with the Red Rider BB gun. Um, that guy, he's the same narrator. Um, but I, a couple of interesting thoughts that I didn't realize this, that, you know, the Uncle Orville who's in the, I think he's in the bathtub and he says, no privacy. Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember that? He's, yeah. I think they show him twice. His voice is uh, Mel Blanc, who is mm. the voice of yeah. Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd and all the other. Mm. Uh, and then uh, there's a, it says a radio personality, and I'm gonna have to listen for the next time, uh, which was uh, Noel, or Noel Blanc, uh, his son, um, uh, Mel Blanc, who does a, a, a voice for that. So I thought that was kind of cool. And one other little trivia, you know, uh, which I, you guys probably did or didn't know it, that uh, George Clooney um, from the movie Tomorrowland is the nephew of Rosemary Clooney, who didn't was in that. White Christmas. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. That's crazy. Wow. He's yeah. Yeah. small uh, world <laughs> after all. Yeah, I looked that up one time because I was like, man, that's got to be related. Uh, usually people in Hollywood are if you see same similar last names. But all right. Well, I think that was a great episode. So we'll be back next week with another awesome movie. Hopefully, we're thinking we maybe do Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. Sorry, I apologize. If we can, we'll see. That may not happen if, if everyone isn't going to go watch it. But we'll see. Um, it's not even Disney Plus, though, which we were talking true, earlier but, on about yeah. Luca. When we were wondering, when, speculating when their first movie, that would be straight to theaters. And that was it. Yep, that was it. It looks cool. like it's done pretty good. But yeah, go see it. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for another discovery from the wonderful world of Disney Plus, and we'll see you real soon.